Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. They'll get you the best insurance so you're completely covered. They'll do it where it fits your budget. And not only that, they'll do everything they can to save you money. They'll find you the best policy to save you money, or maybe it's in a bundle. Whatever it may be, you want to be with the pros, pros, who are looking out for your interests the entire time. That is Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Can't ask for better new product lines than that. Maybe pre-owned inventory is maybe either what you prefer it or maybe it's what your budget prefers. Well, they have the best selection of pre-owned inventory anywhere that brings with it the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 to 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So I'm in the post-game show of the Penn State-Michigan game yesterday. Michigan won 62-58. And, of course, I get a text from Matt. And he has to quote the legendary Doug Bird song. <laughs> Miles Sanders is my hero. And here's why. This time he slips the ball off inside. And it's Sanders breaking free. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Miles Sanders. You're not going to catch him. They 82 yards. 82 yards. McKenzie, you, sir. Are my hero. Amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. Ah, it's nothing like the emotional Matt Catrillo text message you get when you're trying to interview <laughs> Jim Ferry on the postgame show that just can't be replaced. I should have thought of that. I'm sorry. I do think I care. <laughs> People act like he can't do a can't glance over the phone and do this while he's answering a question about you know what happened on the last play. You know, it's like I do that. It's a big deal. Like people text me all the time. I mean, Tom Bradley texted me during the game. So did Wheels on Saturday. So, I mean, I figure that the, you know. DB coach for the Steelers contested during the game. You can glance over at right? There you go. Right? You, you're a different story. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. All right. Well, there's a lot of great news to talk about with the Eagles. The entire franchise was turned around in three and a half hours yesterday. 
They now have their quarterback of the future. The other guy's a bum. It's time for the scrap heap. Would that be fair? Uh, not quite yet. We still got to see these last couple of games play out, see how Doug does. You know, there's still a lot to be said here. But this is a very good start. How Doug does. Yeah, in terms of keeping him in the right in the right position to be successful now that there's tape out there of Jalen Hurts. And for Jalen, how does he respond to all that? I give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit, by the way. I think, you know, your first start, you got some nerves, the whole thing. I thought he, you know, the, I only saw, obviously, the second half because, you know, I had to get home from doing the Michigan game. But he looked like he was poised and in control of what was going on out there. Now, for a guy making his first career start, that's pretty good. Because you can talk about all, hey, the big games he quarterbacked at Alabama, the big games that he quarterbacked at, at Oklahoma. But guess what? Okay? This is the National Football League. By the way, it's been far too long uh, before we get to Matt Leon. I just had to slip in Gary Goloshevsky's name. It's been too long since I've done that. Too long. I just want to make sure during the holiday season that Gary didn't forget that I didn't forget Gary and Amy. Okay, there we go. Just thought I'd do that for effect. All right, Matt Leon. Happy go lucky Matt Leon because the Eagles have won. There's a, by the way, fabulous. There's a parade today on Broad Street. Matt was unable to attend. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Parade, even though he's asked to be the Grand Marshal. Welcome, sir. Great to have you with us. Good to be with you. Uh, okay. Jalen Hurts, obviously, is going to be the topic here. But what was it where it just looked like everybody played well yesterday for them? No, that's the thing, and we can go down the rabbit hole as to why, but you had a defense that didn't just play well when you look at the box score yardage. They created opportunities, and you know they had an interception that set them up on a short field. They had a huge fourth down stop of Taysom Hill. They have the uh, on a quarterback uh, keeper. They had a fourth down sack strip fumble that ended a drive when things started to get a little dicey. Uh, the defense didn't just play well and to, in the oh they they held the Saints to 21 points they made plays that allowed the Eagles to win the game which is something we've only seen in a couple games this year um the offensive line was more consistent uh i thought the play calling seemed to complement itself it was reminiscent of a younger Doug Peterson who when he called plays did a great job of building on things and creating momentum and getting the ball where it needed to go um and you know, it, it sounds I'm not being trite but like guys caught the ball it was thrown to them they caught it yeah. they made plays they broke tackles i mean the the the, the offense specifically has been so dysfunctional for the last several weeks where even when they did things well, you almost felt like it was by accident. And this game was a complete difference. It was smooth. It made sense. They got the ball to the players that can make differences. Um, And they beat a, a very good Saints team. Now, to be fair... The Saints looked disinterested in this game for about three and a half of the quarters. Yeah. Uh, they were flat from the beginning. Uh, the only time they really seemed to be into it was the third quarter when they scored their couple of touchdowns. Um, 
but they I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles, but the Saints did not look interested in this game for the most part. But the Eagles took advantage of that and picked up their best win of the season. The uh, the next part is is part of what my thought process was going into the game with Jalen Hurts was as follows. Right, number one, inexperience, for obvious reasons. Uh, he's just a rookie, hasn't played that much. Uh, not completely sure of his game. But if I had to pick two teams in the NFL that, quote, would know how to defend his style of game, it would be the Ravens and it would be the Saints because mm-hmm. of Lamar Jackson and Taysom Hill. And the Saints acted like they had no idea how to defend him. Yeah, no, and a lot of it was designed quarterback runs. Like, there were a lot of plays you could tell that this was a designed run, much like they do with Taysom Hill. Uh, and a lot of it was just Hurts kind of creating and then keeping plays alive. But you're right. They looked completely baffled, uh, considering they face it every day in practice now. Is Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts? No, but they face the concept in practice every day. Um, I, just think, I just think the Saints had one of those games. The Saints have won, what, nine in a row, playing an Eagles team. It's been a dumpster fire for a month and a half, if not the entire season. You know, all the talk is how the Eagles are falling apart. They're starting a rookie quarterback. I I think in retrospect, we should have only been surprised if the Saints came out sharp because everything pointed to uh, them being flat-footed for this one. Um, and they just they just seem to play with no energy. They, and I, I think that was, aside from everything else, and try not to be a hater, but I think the Saints' lack of – Energy and interest is number one on the depth chart of what happened yesterday. So I've stayed away from the obvious questions. I want to get to other stuff first. I didn't want it to be clouded, you know, some some good stuff clouded by just talking about Jalen Hurts. So I want to get to the Hurts part. What did you think about Jalen Hurts' performance in his first career start? I think if you watch that game with no context at the end of the game, you would be stunned if somebody told you that kid was making his first NFL start. I think that's probably the best compliment. I give him credit for that, yes. Yeah, everything looked like it was supposed to happen. There were no panic plays. He threw the ball away. He didn't force things. Uh, he had the one fumble at the end of the game that, in my opinion, was more a a product of uh, the play calling. Uh, that kind of allowed the Saints to get a chance to backdoor it. But I think every, he looked smooth. He looked in control. Um, once again, I thought the play calling was great. That allowed him to utilize his skills. But you know, nobody's ever questioned the, the kid's talent. I mean, this is the, he played for two high-level programs as a starting quarterback, won the highest level in the world, and excelled. So... You know, this was, uh, you know, by no means was the moment going to be too big for him. Um, I just think it was a matter of how, you know, once you get out there at the NFL level, and he looked like he belonged. Um, He threw a nice ball. I I think the most impressive thing for me, we can look at all the stats and all the plays, but the the impressive thing for me is he he didn't force stuff. You know, he didn't right. panic. He didn't try to force a third and 12 pass into triple coverage. Uh, he was more than happy to do, you know, if nothing was there. He threw the ball away. Um, and I, I think that's the biggest thing is because most of your mistakes as a young quarterback come when you're trying to do too much and trying to force square pegs in the round holes. And there was a confidence. There was a, a coolness there that, that just did not allow that to happen. You know, and that's now here's the other part. The Eagles did a good job of playing from in front, right? 
and he didn't have to bring them back. I thought that was important because I think his team gave him the best scenario to win with. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I go back to the play calling. To be fair, though, even with all these losses the Eagles have recently had, they there was no reason. They were never should have been in really like in panic mode in any of them. Even if you're right. down seven, ten points, you should still do your thing. There's a book to be written about what's happened the last month about how it's fallen apart and how it's looked so bad. And you know, I don't think it's one thing or one person. I think it's a combination and a cascading of things. But you know, the the Saints. Uh, the Saints being flat and the Eagles coming out and scoring first, uh, it did allow them to dictate. But I think, like the last month or so, it's not like the Eagles have been falling in twenty-four nothing holes where you throw the playbook out the window and say, "All right, we got to throw and try to get back into this." Yes, they've played poorly. Yes, they've been down. But on a lot of these games, they're down where one drive can can change things, and they were never able to to put that together. So uh, there was a lot to like yesterday. Is it an oasis in the middle of the desert? We'll find out. But there was a, a, a the, that was the first time and maybe, well, maybe the second San Francisco was a yeah, game that was just well. yeah. genuinely fun to watch. Yes, mm-hmm. they won, but it was enjoyable from a people made plays. You know, there was an excitement to the game, but it was just an, an entertaining game to watch from an Eagle standpoint where Guys did things they were supposed to do, and you could genuinely get excited about plays. And the the the, the dumb stuff was kept to a minimum. I mean, they still sprinkled some things in there to to remind you the of the past. But you know, for the most part, they 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 played a solid football game. They did. Uh, so, just from an overall big picture, how important is it to follow up with another good performance this week? I, I think it's important. I think I. The division, even though Washington has surged a little bit here and the Giants had surged a little bit, you're still only a game and a half back and you've got two division games left. Um, I really I don't think the focus should be getting a backdoor playoff berth to get smoked in the first round most likely. I really would like to see them kind of build on this for the betterment of the organization and the franchise going forward and really see what they have um, in some of these guys. Uh, but it'll be important, you know, and next week they, they face an Arizona team that's got firepower, but it's an Arizona team that's been kind of up and down the last several months. And, uh, you know, we'll see. They won't have the benefit of sneaking up on the Cardinals like they <laughs> no. did the Saints. No. Um, so, uh but, you know, but you're going to get at least another. I mean, I'll be stunned barring injury if Jalen Hurts isn't the quarterback for the rest of the season. There's really not a reason, right, to, unless, to, to go back at this point unless he gets bumped up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, even if he has a terrible game, right. then you're interested to see how he bounces back. Like it's right. You know, well, there's nothing. Look, if they if he has a lousy game and they lose, right, then they're they're essentially out of it. So you might right. as well find out what you have. Yeah, and they've. You know, because I don't think Carson – I mean, people keep talking about trading Carson Wentz, and I, I, we talked about this last week. I don't say it. I don't see who's picking up that no. contract with no. what you've seen from Wentz, you no. know, this season. And even though it's a little overhyped, a quarterback that's had some injury issues in the past, um, I just – I think he's here, and they've got to figure – I don't know what the answer is, um, but – 
uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But uh, I think right now you're you're in one week at a time, and next week it's uh, another week of seeing what Jalen Hurts can do. Absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you very much. Thank you, sir. Take care. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it, gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey. The miracle at the link. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, interesting way to put it. The miracle at the link. It's not totally uh, that le- at a left field. Hmm. You know, I'm just thinking of your people here. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. So, yeah, there you go. That's uh that's what we got going here. Yeah, you know, these are you know, this is this is your group. You won. You gotta feel good, don't you feel good? I do. Despite a little bit of a hairy end to the game, I feel fantastic. See, that's what it's all about. In the end, it's how you feel. You know? It's all good. Yeah, it's been a while to feel to have a the feel of a victory Monday. From an Eagles perspective, that yeah. is. Yeah, I have grandchildren, so I mean, you know, it's it's all right. I you know, I have a life outside of you know, <laughs> Eagles football. Yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! How about Gus Malzahn? Twenty-one point seven million dollar buyout. Now think of this: we're we're obviously in COVID. There is not a single athletic department that is on the plus side of the ledger this year and will not be on the plus side of the ledger in fiscal year 2021. And I mean, that's where it's really going to hit people is in fiscal year 2021. Yet they probably have between the um, I would say between their boosters and whatever, they're going to come up with it. And they have to come up with $10.5 million of it before in 30 days. 
In 30 days, they have to come up with it. How about that? Isn't that amazing? I mean, that guy's agent of the year. (laughs) I mean, think about that. I mean, how good are you to do that? Man, alive. Man, you got to be good to do that. Holy mackerel. Now the question is going to be as follows. And the question is quite simple, Matt. It's quite simple. Who do you think is better that you can now put in there and that person's better? To me, that's a huge question that needs to be asked if you are... um, If you're if you're one of those individuals that's in charge of Auburn, who's better? Yeah, not an easy decision there. If well, it is an easy decision if you don't have somebody in mind. That's a very good question. I mean, you have to ask that question. I mean, is there somebody who's better? for that job than him. And I don't know. They're very well maybe. I don't know. That's not, I mean, to me, that's a difficult, that's a difficult deal to look at. Already lost ND's defensive coordinator to Vandy. You know what? It's interesting about Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense The more I watch them, the more impressed I am with them. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory as well. Great time of the year to buy, too. The holidays are a great time to buy. Really great time to buy. And that is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. And, of course, this is Monday, brought to you by Purdy Insurance, the best in the business. You need your insurance more than ever. You want to make sure you're properly insured. It's amazing how when you're properly insured, you sleep just a little bit better at night. That's why you go to the pros' pros, the best in the business. That's why you go to Purdy Insurance. I don't care whether you need an auto policy, life, home, business insurance, whatever it may be. They have an expert in each area that can help you out and make sure that you can sleep better at night because you are properly insured. With Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com, and believe me, they'll do everything they can to save you money. Big part of it as well. You want to save money. Lots and lots of cash. 
fact, we've been around an expert for years when it came to saving money no matter what. Corner office. <laughs> um, he calls yeah. it... I mean, frugal, cheap. I mean, it really is your, your, whatever your definition is. All right, so. <laughs> it's Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. All right. So we talked about the Eagle part of it, where there is joy in Mudville today. As the Eagles come charging back, they have the quarterback of the future. He is the best quarterback they've had since Roman Gabriel. No. Uh, not, we're not there yet. Yeah. Okay, just wonder. Uh, okay, it's, I just want to make sure. You know, it's because I mean, you texted me yesterday. I mean, the text looked as if that was it. They were going to the Super Bowl. I, <laughs> yeah, no, they're not there yet. I thought that was a little overly optimistic. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know not even a Patriot fan thinks that. All right. So so let's get to let's get to a couple of other items here. Let's talk about the Steelers, because the Steelers have not cracked twenty points now in three consecutive games. That's a big concern. Team that has gone from really looking like, even though they weren't running the ball well, it still looked like they were having no problem scoring. Now they're having problems scoring. And last night they lost to Buffalo. Bills played well last night. Uh, and won the game. Uh, the Steelers, eh, they got the Bengals coming up. But remember, they just went through, what, how many games? Three games, 12 days? Exactly right. Some number like that. You know, you know. And to be honest with you, look, I know, they're not running the ball. I got it. They looked a little tired last night. But I don't want to take away from what Buffalo did. Buffalo played with great energy. So let's bring in Chris Mack from Pittsburgh. Great to have you with us, as always, my friend. Welcome back. All right, so um, the Steelers have not played well the last three games. Um, they have not been scoring, starting with the Baltimore game. They're one and two, but they haven't been scoring. Why is that? What has suddenly – we all know the running game has been no better than okay most of the year, but why aren't they getting more production right now? Well, I, I think it starts with the predictability level of their offense right now. Um, everyone knows – exactly what to expect and there's not much else for them that's showing any level of success outside of that short passing game that was the bread and butter of their offense for the first 10 weeks or so um that really hit its peak in that you know first half against tennessee second half against baltimore even going back uh to a couple of earlier weeks Uh, october was the peak for this offense and they since defense is adjusted they have not readjusted the Steelers uh, a lot of that and, and it's not to make an excuse I just think it's it's logical deduction reasoning here um, they haven't had the opportunity they haven't had the full weeks available to other teams to make the tweaks that you make on a, on a full week three games in 12 days uh, really crushed them not just physically uh, but mentally as well so 
if, if ever there were a week where they're, they're never going to replicate the fact or, or make up for the fact that they didn't get a full bye week because of all the schedule reshuffling that they went through, um, but if ever there were an opportunity to give guys an extra day down uh, and work the coaches, um, you know, both ends of the candle to try and find some fixes for the offense, this is the week to do it with seven days until a Monday night matchup in Cincinnati. Right. Uh, what have you thought about Ben Roethlisberger's play the last? I mean, he's he's completing passes, but he's not going anywhere with it. Oh yeah, he, it's it's plainly obvious now that that two things are happening, and I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think they it, it can be a little bit of both. One, um, they don't trust the offensive line really to do much of anything right now, whether it's run block yeah. or pass block for more than two and a half seconds. Uh, also, even if he has more than two and a half seconds ben is not on target anything more than 10 to 15 yards down the field outside the hashes and anything more than 20 to 25 yards inside the hashes you know he had a great throw to james washington on the first touchdown pass last night it was a a a rope that he put right where it had to be between the safeties after using his eyes to move one of them um but then he comes back to washington late in the game on a deep ball down the right side and it's woefully underthrown um that's something that and we've we've seen that you know the only time the only times they've been successful on deep balls really have been when he's just sort of thrown it up and either the receiver has gone up for a a battle catch or drawn a defensive pass interference um that that can't be ignored so they don't have a deep ball game right now and they don't have a running game uh, so what you get are a lot of looks that Buffalo gave them, which is we'll stack up eight guys across the line of scrimmage, uh, we'll play one single high safety, and challenge you to beat us. All right, so now the defensive part. I felt last night was a night where, I f- where for the first time I felt like they missed Bud Dupree. Um, yeah. Uh, and now, they're going to miss him anyway, but I'm saying where it looked it. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, T.J. Watt didn't really get home all night. Um, and I, I don't think Williams did anything spectacular to 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 neutralize him. I think it was just a matter of uh, that the pass rush really didn't get home much uh, outside of the early blitzing that looked to have Josh Allen a little bit off balance. But then once Allen and and Dayball devised a way to get the ball out a little bit more quickly and to find Stephon Diggs out of his breaks. Um, we saw what happened in the third quarter. That just took over the game. So I think they're tired. Uh, and, again, that's not could to be. make an excuse. It could be right. because they are the team because of the way that the, the schedule got it, it changed up. They're going to end up playing 13 straight weeks. Right. And, and, and three games, you know, that last night's the culmination of three 12. games in 12 days, yep. um, which, look, it, it happens to everybody at some point in the season these days. But when it happens to you, at this point in the season, when you uh, like you pointed out, because of the schedule shuffling, you haven't been afforded a full bye week. Really, uh, the traditional bye week where guys you know leave town for four days, or even if in, in this environment where you can't leave town, you hang out at home for four or five days and just rest and recover. Right. Um, they haven't had that. You know that that whole time they were waiting for Baltimore, they were and they got a couple days off, but they were still sort of preparing, trying to figure out when and how they were going to play that game. Same thing happened against Tennessee earlier in the year. So, you know, that, that's not to make an excuse. I think it is a good reason as to why you've seen this defense. Coupled with all the injuries, they're mentally and physically just 
worn down right now. You know, you could see it written all over Cam Hayward's face in the post-game Zoom call. You know, he was just zapped, you know, frustrated and and depleted. And, you know, they will get some guys back. Um, you know, you would hope Joe Hayden comes out of concussion protocol in the next week or two. Uh, you'll get Vince Williams back off the COVID list. Uh, and then maybe Roberts Belaine back before the playoffs. You know, you, you start to add guys back into the mix, and it will help bolster the defensive side of the ball, which I still think when they're playing at their best, even without Dupree or Devin Bush, can still be the kind of defense that can steal a game for them in January. So, Chris, let me take you back at least a couple of days before the game. Mike Tomlin, whom I think – to me, nine times out of ten makes the right move. He seems to understand mm-hmm. the tone. A lot of people may not like him as a coach. I I always have. Uh, but he hit. He decided to do some hitting. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. Who knows how much? I was surprised by that. What did you think? I, I think it may have been, and again, I, I like you, I, I don't know how much of it was actually done. Uh, on Friday, yeah, I mean, when they decided to go full pads, it, it, it could have been it could have been ten minutes, whatever. Right. It, it could have been like, but I was surprised. I imagine, at this time yeah. of the year, I was surprised. That's all. I, I imagine it was probably a good you know fifteen minute period, maybe yeah. where they worked on short yardage and goal line. Um, and to be quite honest, they're a team that de- deserves to go through those reps the way they've played in short yardage and goal line situations. So, uh, unfortunately, with the schedule the way it is, I. They had to work on it, and uh, while I understand, you know, as much as I'm sitting here harping on the fact that they're physically worn down after three games in 12 days, and it doesn't make sense on day number uh, 10 of that stretch, yeah, you know, before your final of those three games to go full contact and practice for a period, I also think it says something to your team about the necessary physicality that you need to have going forward. It may not have materialized in the Buffalo game, I understand. but I think if, but if nothing else, I think it'll reinforce to them going forward in these final three games and into January. Hey, we don't get any excuses. You know, we got to be ready to match other people's physicality, whether we're on our third game in 12 days or we somehow work our way back into getting a bye going into the playoffs. You know, we need to be ready to play the style of football necessary to win in January. Which then brings me to the next part. They do have Cincinnati next on a Monday night, so they do have a little bit of a gap here. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all the things I, I didn't think I'd be asking uh, in December about the Steelers was going to be this question. How badly is it for them? That, how much do they need to just win a game somehow just to get that feeling back? I think that'll be good, and I think Cincinnati's a great uh, opportunity to do that, obviously. You know, if they lose to Cincinnati, we've got much bigger issues at play well, yes. than, than just being 11-3. and three. Um, You know, they'll have Cleveland breathing down their necks. Um, so I, I think, you know, they still they could beat Cincinnati and then come back home and lose to Indy. Like, that wouldn't totally shock me either with Indianapolis's defense, the way they force mistakes. So I still think Week 17 could be for the division, depending on how Cleveland plays tonight. Right. But I think that it still shouldn't be lost on the organization and the fans of the of the Steelers that that's that there's much worse places to be than say 12 and three going right. into Week 17 and a chance to beat the Browns to win the division. Um, you know. I, it, it doesn't look all that appetizing after starting 11-0, and 0, 
Um, but I think a win against Cincinnati, if nothing else, the extra day to get ready for Cincinnati and then the Bengals being a lesser opponent um, gives them the opportunity to maybe find their equilibrium again going into those final two games. Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate that very much. Great to oh, have you with us. Hopefully between now and then we have a chance to talk. If not, happy holidays to you and that wonderful family of yours. Thank you, Steve. Same to you and yours. Thanks. Here's the kick. It is on the way. It is good. Sarah Fuller has become the first woman to score a point in a Power 5 college football game. And everybody comes out to congratulate number 32. History has been made. Also made a second extra point in the game. Did Sarah Fuller. Congratulations to her. Marvelous moment for her. And in a lost season for Vanderbilt, a great moment for them. So congratulations to her. All right. Um, let's see. Tomorrow I have Neil Kulong on to talk about the Steelers. Or do we have Chris Mack's version of it? We'll hear his version coming up as well. And, uh, yeah, the the Steelers aren't scoring right now. The Eagles, meanwhile, have found their nirvana. Was that a little too over the top? Yeah, it's one game. But it was nice, though. I'm just, my entire goal is to make you feel better. Hey, I, I feel great. I do. It feels good to get a win, but I'm not ready to compare them to Lamar Jackson or, you know, think that they're going to win out and win the division. I'm not there yet. Let's see how they do. We tape now on him. They got to go on the road, West Coast. Who do they have this week? At Arizona this week. Okay. And, And, boy, Daniel Jones looked rusty yesterday. Man, I picked the Giants in that game. Wow. I mean, he wasn't even close to being right. See, key for Daniel Jones as to how he plays, he needs his legs. There's no getting around. He needs his legs. And you can tell he just didn't have it yesterday. All right. So, that's... And the Ravens tonight play the Browns. Ravens play the Browns tonight. Where's that game tonight? Is that in Baltimore or Cleveland? I believe that is in... Actually, I think that's in Baltimore. I mean, I don't even know if it matters, does it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, to be honest with you, does it matter anymore? I mean, the Illinois thing mattered to Jack and me because obviously it's a home game, so for us, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to get on a plane and go someplace. Well, so that part's good. Uh, I'm wrong. It's in Cleveland. You know, I count on you for stuff. I get nothing done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I was talking earlier about Aaron Rodgers, how you, you can go hard count on the road because there's no crowd to stop you from hard counting. That's what makes it uh, so different, this whole thing. And, and believe me, not having fans. I'm watching the game last night between the Steelers and, and Buffalo. It's been so long since the Bills have been terrific. And you don't think that crowd would be going insane over all of this? 
and you get to the end zone and you look around and there's nobody there. Saturday, and this is what Rich and I were talking about. Saturday, I'm looking at Shaka Tony, Shane Simmons, Lamont Wade, Jaquan Brisker, Isaac Lutz, Will Fry, Michael Mennett, all of them walking around the field after the game. If this had been a normal year, and this would be for any senior across the country, in a normal year on your senior day, you'd be getting applause and absorbing what the crowd is giving you, the appreciation for, hey, your five years as a fan, how much I appreciate you and all the hard work you put in. And they're walking around, they're not getting any of that. I mean, anyway, and I don't just mean the Penn State players. I mean, every senior. I don't care if you're an Alabama senior, you're a Clemson senior. Well, I mean, I guess they they can have some fans, but nobody in the Big Ten. Nobody in the Big Ten, you have senior day, you're looking around going, okay. It's just so surreal. So surreal. Ah, it's a season unlike any other. There's no question about that. No question. And Gus Malzahn has $10.5 million coming his way in 30 days. Huh? You're, yeah? Not a bad way to go of, out. <laughs> no, this, this is the suits kind of guy. Yeah, this is this this the suits kind of guy. He loves this kind of guy. Uh, biggest snow and ice storm in years. Wow, about that. The irony is of all the weeks for it to happen. There's nothing. Uh, I'm, you know, Kathy and I were saying today. It's like, no. She says you don't have to go anywhere, right? I said no. I said Wednesday. I mean, I have a lot of work to do Wednesday. It's letter of intent day. And it's, you know, and I have the usual, I have a TV show and I have a quarterback club and then obviously radio show. Then I do something for Facebook Live for um, Penn State at night. I said, but that's all here. I said, I don't have to, I won't have to go anywhere. Yeah, once I'm sitting in the studio here at 3 o'clock, I don't have to move. We just have to make sure the power doesn't go out. Then Matt's sitting there by himself saying, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, we don't need and, any more of that. Well, then then, then all of a sudden they start realizing how the ratings went up with Matt hosting, and now I'm sitting there going, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 